0: Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash iFanboy.
1: What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined... You can truly experience those, too. That's what Filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. This is iFanboy special edition, Eternals. Baby, don't understand Why we can't just hold on to each other's hands Welcome to my Fanboy Special Edition Eternals. My name is Connor Kilpatrick and I'm here with Josh Flanagan. I am Josh Flanagan. So, we're laughing about something technical that you can't see or hear. It's fine. You're not missing on anything. Uh, we are here to talk about Eternals, the uh, latest film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Shang-Chi came out in September. We didn't get to see it in theaters. We talked about it after seeing it on Disney. Plus. Eternals, though, does not hit in Disney until around Christmas time. So, we've braved the theater experience to see this film. It's from Oscar-winning director Chloe Zhao and a whole lot of writers. <laughs> and, star. I mean, listen, it stars a lot of people. To go through them all would be folly. <laughs> but there's, there's ten of them.
0: I think that's a very good way to look at it.
1: There's ten main characters and then a bunch of side characters. There's a lot of characters in this Many movie. Characters. It's almost a three-hour movie. Now, spoiler warning. Yeah,
0: spoiler warning. Connor, you know what I think of in a general sense of the movie, but I have no idea what you think.
1: I do want to lead up into one yes. thing here. So if you go all the way back into the life of iFanboy, in which we talked about these movies going back to 2008 when Iron Man starts and beyond 2008 to 2010 and where we had Captain America and Thor come out, the discussion on both of our website and amongst ourselves and on our podcast was when will Marvel go too far? When will they hit that wall of public perception and acceptance we even questioned whether it would be captain america you know a guy running around wearing a flag with an a in his Mm -hmm. forehead would that be too much for people no it wasn't was thor too much nope not too much so then we had to jump far ahead well surely it'd be guardians of the galaxy no one knows who the fuck Groot is but no that was a huge smash it's the sequel it's absolutely gonna be ant-man it's gotta be ant-man and ant-man wasn't a huge hit it was delightful it did well enough delightful 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 So we thought, well, I guess Marvel's fucking bulletproof. They can do whatever they want. They can throw whatever character they want against the screen, and people will come (laughs) out in droves. And I think (laughs) this is what we've hit here with Eternals. And look, we can no longer tell popular consensus, because now the box office is broken. We can't use box office as a barometer of whether people are coming out to a film anymore. This movie's made $200 million worldwide. That's a huge flop for marvel standards but but again we're in a pandemic right People now are that seems pretty good though who knows maybe this movie would have made a billion dollars at the box office but probably not because china's not showing marvel movies anymore so i came out of this movie then the conversation i had was okay they finally did it and i'm a comic book reader I've been reading comics for 35 years, and I was never really an Eternals guy. And let's just be clear, Jack Kirby created the Eternals, but... Not everything translates. And also not one of his, you know, more compelling creations. It's true. Kieran Gillen, you said the Rubik's book, I dropped off of it. Yeah. I was just like, I don't think Have I Have you care. looked at the Rotten
0: Tomatoes rating for this film?
1: No, there was a campaign against it because it had a diverse cast. Oh, well, the, the, nor- okay, the normal so internet count. assholes put a campaign. I, you can't really take the accurate. Well, there's the either. audience score
0: versus the, versus the professional. The audience score is 80%, and the professional... Reviewer score is
1: 47%. Yeah, it's not good. So, <laughs> my feelings on this movie are that... Wait, did you see Nomadland? I did. Okay. I thought there was some really beautiful shots mm-hmm. in the movie. I thought there was some really nice sweeping vistas. I thought there was some fun scenes. I thought amongst the 10 characters and side characters, I thought the casting, again, was strong. I don't know that there was, mm-hmm. other than Angela and Julie, like a true movie star in the cast, but... And Salma Hayek. But... I thought the cast was fun, I thought they were good in their roles. I thought there was some interesting sequences, I thought even some interesting ideas that were presented. But overall, I thought it was a disjointed mess. The constant flashbacks kept breaking up the narrative. Even though I liked seeing things like Babylon realized on screen, it was like, why are we spending so long at Babylon? It just felt like a ill-conceived notion. And it felt almost like hubris. Like, this was Marvel, like, well, we'll make Eternals work. And Eternals did not work for me. I can't even imagine what a person who's never read them in comics felt like coming out of this movie. Well, I, There's too many characters. You never got to know them enough because there were so many of them. I liked Cersei. I'm in the back for Gemma Chan. Her Game of Thrones love triangle was interesting for a little bit. And then Dane Whitman goes away completely for 95% of the movie. Can I tell
0: you how confused I was when he showed up? Because I didn't know that uh, Kit Harrington would be in it. But I knew that, <laughs> uh, I'm going to just say them. <laughs> Rob Stark. Madden. Right. I'm going to say Fair. Rob Stark and uh, Jon Snow, though, because that's easier for me. Okay, that's fine. I knew that Rob Stark was in it, and then Jon Snow shows up in that scene, and I was very confused. I was like, wait, is that... Why am I confused? And then, and I was like, <laughs> they can't both be in this movie. Oh, they are. Okay, now
1: I'm not. Cause it genuinely threw me for a loop. I was like, why is this happening? You know, I really liked the movie up until... Icarus shows up like when they start posturing at each other like I liked the whole opening like it was they had like a sweet little thing in the, in the classroom mm-hmm. and you know then they had like the ex-boyfriend shows up and they're sort of posturing at each other I'm like this is kind of fun and then it just falls off the cliff for me soon after that
0: I don't even go that far I know that I texted you and I this is bad form to do but I texted you about an hour into the movie from the theater I said does this get better And you sent me the mmm emoji.
1: (laughs) I sent you the shrug emoji. And
0: I didn't know what that meant either. And I was like, all right, he plays close to the vest because we have to do this show. Also, I'd like to point out that you're out there who are listening to this. You chose to do this voluntarily. You wanted to know what we think when you hit play. So you can't be mad at me. (laughs) Everybody got mad at me for Black Widow and it hurts my feelings. But you asked. Almost every choice in this movie was rote and obvious and bland. And it possessed... None. It possessed zero, other than Jon Snow, of the spark and the fun and the life that
1: charm, charm. whatever
0: it is that Marvel MCU charm was not apparent. I was like, oh, they made their DC movie. Like this reminded me of Green Lantern. Everything was arch, and it was like they would say a line, and like you'd hear the line just thud to the ground with its cliche heaviness if this hadn't been related to marvel this would be the most forgettable unremarkable science fiction movie you'd ever seen
1: well i think it's still gonna be that it is honestly. but that's but that's that especially up worse. against things like dune and
0: but people wouldn't you know. have even gone is the point it's worse now because a lot oh, of people yeah no, see
1: no. it the entrance into the theater is because of the marvel studios logo in the front I and mean, it's not because anyone's really excited to see icarus on screen like no. It just was too but much. But then
0: at the same time, though, like, none of the Eternals themselves I thought were at all compelling. First of all, it didn't make sense to me. Like, and I know that this is very—but I kept going, like, why is that guy fucking Irish? Why? <laughs> like, they showed up before the people, and you've got an American, African-American guy. You've got an Irish guy. You've got a Scottish guy. You've got a British Asian lady. And I, I was just like, you know, I kind of get what you're going for, but it doesn't work because they're the Eternals Like, they should be, I don't know, it should be something. I just, but the fact is, like. What should they be? I don't know, but. They gotta be played by humans. No, I know that. I'm just talking about, like, the cultural sound of their voices. I was like, well, did they invent these accents? You know, like, I just kept thinking about it. Mm -hmm. It seemed off. Like, if you were going to play everything so arch, then they shouldn't have spoken in such a colloquial way, maybe. But also, if it was played the other way, you'd want to kill yourself watching the thing.
1: But they've also been living
0: on the planet for. I know. Yeah, but they sounded like that at the beginning. Or did they not? I don't know. I feel like they did. Yeah, and I never lost track of looking at an actor. At every moment, I was like, this is an actor who has no idea what they're doing here. And not because the actor doesn't, but because they haven't get, been given the things to do to fully lean into it. And like, I don't know if Richard Haddon is a shitty actor, but like, want to talk about having no gravitas about your character who's supposed to be the strongest. It was really interesting is that over in that Eternals comic book series that you talked about, Mm-hmm. That we both read several issues of and then lost the thread. I knew who he was in that. like He was this sort of strong man who had to do the right thing but kind of didn't have a personality outside of that. And that was kind of interesting. And Cersei in that movie was much more... The personalities of those people and the ironies of their thing. So Cersei's an Eternal, so she is going to live forever and watch all these people die, but she just loves Earth. And I don't know that that came across really well. I think, I don't know, a mechanical guy who has a kid, you know, his story was kind of compelling when they finally got to that.
1: I think that's part of the problem I said is that when you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, literally 11, 11 Eternals, you're just never going to really get to know anybody that well. I think, you know, Gilgamesh got the short end of the stick. He was great, by the way.
0: I think he was maybe my favorite of the Eternals. I want to take back what I said.
1: All this crazy. I liked all the actors, and I thought they all were, were charming in their roles. They weren't great thought, in their roles, but they I were thought charming.
0: Angelina Jolie was terrible,
1: <laughs> terrible. Macari, the speedster—you didn't know anything about nope. her. Kingo, I, th- I was surprised. Just kind of came, came and went. Didn't have and, much and, to do. You know what?
0: Actually, speaking of coming and going, he just left the movie. Yeah, he, he left did. the movie, and he had nothing. I kept waiting for him to come back at some
1: point or do what No, he said I'm out of here and he had nothing to do with the end of the movie. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, 10 Eternals I was counting Dane Whitman in the middle of it. there's 10 Eternals.
0: He was the one who was just trying to carry something of personality but it was also just like that's just Kamel Johnny, You know, but was it yeah, that was I kept looking at the screen, going, "Am I sure I'm looking at? Well, Kamala I also and don't know cause... why they had to get him all jacked and ripped for it. it, it there was no point.
1: They didn't need to. He didn't need to. I mean, like yeah, maybe he, he wanted to, and it's fun, I guess. But that is many things, but it's not fun to get that. But, no,
0: I know that, but dude. like I thought, well, he's gonna do something to surprise us. Yeah, he didn't need he to. He didn't need to. And they didn't give him enough to do. His story, like if you, on paper, like his story was interesting. Like he becomes, you know, the Bollywood's greatest acting lineage of father to son. I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Right. And, he, and he goes to do that thing. I don't know. Maybe they should have gotten to their real life sooner.
1: Well, that's my point with all the flashbacks. I don't think we needed all of those trips into the past too. Well, explaining it did not make it more enjoyable. No, and instead, so you sacrifice learning anything about these characters in the present day. And there were, like I said, there were interesting things. Like I liked, you know, Kingo's lineage of I was my great grandfather, and I was my grandfather, and I was my father, and now I'm me. I liked Sprite's, you know, it's not a new idea, but the idea of being trapped as a kid forever and what that would do to you. And when she makes her villain turn, it's like okay, well, it's like Miracle Man Junior. You know, that would fuck you up if you were stuck as a kid forever like that. And so those things were kind of interesting. Oh, the thing, the one I liked the best was. Thena's madness And the idea yeah. that If you live too long The weight of all your memories Drives you insane I thought that was An interesting, interesting concept But nothing was really Explored enough But all enough. those
0: interesting concepts Had nothing to
1: do with the plot And they didn't add
0: enough To really like Get you
1: invested Thena's madness Didn't really yep. Make Thena's a difference Athena's madness Made in you in like
0: story What's his name? Not The the, uh, the guy who made the beer That's made of spit That we just talked about Who said Oh Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh. Right Oh He needs the horns For me to remember that I know Her thing made him interesting. And I thought that he was probably the most charming character, other than, by the way, I think the only things I enjoyed is I just kept waiting, I was like, bring back Dane Whitman. At the beginning, when she called him Dane, (laughs) I was like, yes, now I got something to get excited about. And then he was gone the whole time. And, you know, like, I I was like, can we just skip to his movie? Please. That's all I want right now. And so, just to keep this going, I never. I don't think with these movies I nitpick and say there are holes or whatever, but there was things in the movie that, mm-hmm. like Kamal leaving and not having... Yep. That's weird. That's a totally strange thing to do. And then the other thing that happened was the Deviants, who were a terrible, stupid antagonist. Oh, yeah, we can get to that. That was one of the main, my main problems with the movie. The Deviants were a terrible antagonist because I don't know who they were or what they were doing or why. Then you have this one who morphs into some like some hybrid thing and you're like, okay, this is going to be something. But it wasn't. They killed that and that was it. And I was like, well, we, there's no closure on those.
1: There was, I I, I don't... I, I hated the Deviants. It was terrible. And I hated that was sort of the entire plot. I kept waiting for something. I mean, I get, I get that eventually it's revealed that uh, Icarus is the bad guy and he's the one they deal with. But the impulse that all of these companies have, or producers, or writers, to just have these superheroes fight these... Anonymous CG characters. Mm-hmm. It's never interesting. No, it's never interesting. The only time it was interesting was Captain America fighting Nazis. No, because Captain uh, the the Avengers fighting to the Shatari because it wasn't about the Shatari. It was about seeing the Avengers together fighting. Yeah, but like Shazam with those sort of like those brown yeah. creatures and these the seven these things, things. It's just not interesting to have them fight and pound on these just blobs of CG. It's mm-hmm. just not. Give them a real. And again, it shows up later, but give them a real villain with personality and pathos and motivation, and that's way more interesting than here comes that deviant again. We got to punch it real hard. Well, you look at look it's at just not look at interesting. Black Panther, I
0: think, is a really good example of doing that well. Is that when the fighting happened, you've got Michael B. Jordan versus T'Challa, you know, and there's real stakes yeah. between them. You know, like, like yep. Killmonger is a bad guy, but at the same time, like, he makes a lot of good points. And then when the two armies fight, it's, you know, husband against wife. You know, right. and they all know each other and, and then, they, you know, they love each other. And then that sort of turns around and that's interesting stuff. I think in that movie, they did not fight random CGI thugs. They fought, not Kang, um, the sonar guy. <laughs> Claw.
1: Uh, claw, and, you know, yeah. His
0: his minions and there's car chases and, they, and then they fought each other and then they fought the gorilla tribe. There was none of that in that movie. That was everything right. sort of had stakes. And this, I mean, I know the, the earth was, you know, at stake and the... the celestial
1: by the way i like i like yeah. the celestials I, like i just like looking at them i was like that's cool the image of the one at the end that was half yeah. out of the earth was awesome it was like i think there was some really cool I looking things i kept in thinking though i was
0: like he's not big enough because if he's emerged <laughs> if he's emerged that much and they're worried about emerging the earth's done you're in 2012 territory then so i was like Oh, he should be bigger. right but whatever I don't, you know it looked cool it was a great I image. Thought they were gonna make avengers mountain out of it <laughs> they might it just was weird it was such a weird movie it was just so boring I mean, I, I didn't love Nomadland. I know it won an Academy Award it yeah. did whatever, but either way, that was the wrong director choice for this because you took a director who was really subtle and you gave him this, and what she did was just run down the middle of trying to be vague and trying to be exciting, and instead you got nothing.
1: Right. I do think that... What was the message? What was the message? Well, I don't know, but I, I, don't, I don't know. The thing we talked about in the beginning was, will these movies make sense to, to Joe Lunchpale And... There's some cultural knowledge of the main Marvel characters. Even if you don't know about them, you may have at least heard of them. And when, Spider-Man, when, Hulk, when written well, Captain America, Thor, when written well, Captain America's fun.
0: You kind of want to throw yeah. your, oh, he's a leader. He's got you know charisma. He's got a clear enemy, and he's trying to do the right thing.
1: Nah. Right. And here you have characters that have no cultural relevance to at all, even not even a minuscule amount. Which is ironic because they're. supposed to be the inspiration for famous mythological characters. But there's just nothing to hang your hat on if if you don't know these characters at all. I would, even if you did. They all just kind of don't like each other, and they're not really fun to be around. It was just a weird, weird choice. I remember when they announced it at that road show they do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, really? We're going to do the Eternals? You know what? I didn't think that
0: just because we'd been through it with... The Guardians of the Galaxy and with Ant-Man. And they know the Guardians aren't your favorite movies, but th- it's not in the same way this one's not.
1: No, I don't like them, but those movies are at least... Fun. Funny yeah. and using actors who are extremely charismatic. Yes. And it's a big sci-fi spectacle with really funny, charismatic people. This was sort of dour and plotting and three hours, almost three hours. With like
0: a weak sprinkling of comedy effect, you know, to sort of get us through it.
1: By the way, my movie started... Five minutes late. I was already like, no, you can't do this. This is, we're already, this is 2.45. Now you're at 2.50. <laughs> you got me three or four trailers. Now we're at three hours. And the credits are 15 minutes, but you want me to stay through them. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk briefly about those two scenes. The, now the mid-credit sequence and then the post-credit sequence. I remember the Listen, mid-credit
0: one, which is the one I
1: was waiting call for. Call me crazy. When Star Fox showed up, I went, Okay. Now I'm interested, because I've been joking about when are they going to bring in Star Fox, because he's like one of those Avengers from our childhood that's been completely written off as a character, does not show up ever, hardly ever. And so that was my go-to joke of, when are they going to bring Star Fox in in the movies? Well, here he is, and he's played by Harry Styles. So I'm kind of interested in that, not that they're ever going to make another Eternals movie. They might just do it out of spite.
0: Well, they said the Eternals will return. I was like, Why? When? there's no way that's good like they know like they they know i didn't love i didn't love Patton oswald as puck
1: i feel like he's such his voice is so right yeah now. no i instantly
0: was like that's Patton oswald thing is i don't know who harry styles is i know it's a famous person and i know the name
1: he's a, he's a global pop superstar and he was also he was in dunkirk
0: which is the only reason that you can have that character by the way is to have him be a very famous person because then people might watch him
1: and he's famous for being sexy so it makes sense for Star Fox. it's like perfect Star Fox casting sure. So then the the credit sequence at the end was Dane Whitman with his sword struggling to open the box and then struggling to touch the sword. And then he's about to touch the sword and a voice from off screen says, Dr. Whitman, are you sure? Or Mr. Whitman or whatever his title is, are you sure that's a good idea? Did you recognize that voice? I did not recognize that voice. That was Marsha Ali, who's playing Blade. Oh, that's Paul Cornell's MI5. They already announced the Blade film, so I guess Black Knight will be appearing in the Blade film. I really, I wanted like
0: a little more of him with that sword. I was like, come on, go to the next thing. Because really, at a certain point, that's the only thing I was waiting for. (laughs) Because they said Dane Whitman. I was like, well, that's interesting. And also, I think that Jon Snow has a charisma that the other people don't. He just did. Uh, I was interested in what he, and maybe that's because he was the only human among them, I guess, who I bought.
1: That also points back to sort of the structural problems of the movie is, as much as I loved him, and I did every time he showed up, that part came out of nowhere. Yes. In the beginning, he is Cersei's charming boyfriend. He makes a lot of jokes about her superpowers. He he tries to help in the fight, but he's useless. And then we don't see him again for two hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> and then it's the wrap-up. At the end, they've saved Earth, and, and they're taking a walk in the park over London. He's like, hey, so remember when I told you about my uncle? Well, my my family's a little more complex than that. And that was the final shot of the movie was his face. It's not his movie As much as I love him mm-hmm. And it was also The only thing I wanted An answer to And we didn't get it And so the, there's no breadcrumbs There's no like clues In the beginning That this guy's more than he seems Like it's just all They just dropped it in order. It's just to me Indicative of the overall Structural problem of the movie Which was that The script was a mess It was just a mess It was just a mess They
0: just didn't know What it was gonna be They didn't know how to Cut anything out of it They didn't know how to Make it fun They didn't have I mean we, we could Belabor it and, and I'm I'm sure they were, people who enjoyed it but i for the life of me do not know why yeah it did not have that marvel magic in any way it was no it was like a dc movie where you're like how did this get through other than a committee of people but to have like a celebrated auteur director just come in and do nothing
1: just nothing there was at least three screenplays and what did they just throw the pages up in the air and shove them back together i don't know (laughs) I've seen two of her three indie films, and I liked them. I didn't love them, no and Land is like a lot of people did, but I liked it. I thought it was well done. It had skill behind it. It was beautiful. Yeah, I got the point. She worked well with those actors and mm-hmm. those non actors, and I, I saw the writer, and I liked that as well. But what I, I think is interesting is that
0: I think Marvel has dropped the ball before, but only in producing like a B, a B mm-hmm. movie, or a B minus maybe at worst. Like some of the movies, I don't like that much. But I can't necessarily point to what was wrong with it, you know. Like Doctor Strange is not my favorite movie. It's boring. It's kind of boring, but I can tell you things that I like about it. I can tell you a lot of things I like about it, and then also something good came out of it, you know, with a character that sort of brings everything. I don't like Benedict Cumberbatch in general. Outside of I <laughs> loved him in Sherlock. Everything since then, I'm like, nah, that's weird.
1: I don't like the Guardians movies, but I can point to very funny scenes and performances, and the mm-hmm. character and the actors are great. Yeah, like. I'm never going to watch this movie again. No. Never. I'm never going to watch Doctor Strange again.
0: Ever. I think I did watch it. I'm probably never going to watch
1: Captain Marvel again.
0: I loved Captain Marvel, but I think I also may not watch it again.
1: But there's just nothing, there's no scene in here that I would point to, (laughs) maybe the beginning, because that's all because Jon Snow's in it. But, and I think he and Gemma Chan were really cute together. I think maybe, you know, if it was on TV, I'd be like, I'll watch the first five minutes again, and then I'll change the channel as soon as Icarus shows up. (laughs) It was just weird. But I'd be okay if Cersei and Black Knight joined the Avengers. I didn't care about her at all. I She's just
0: love her. Good, in, I know you do. She's good in other things. She's very pretty. She didn't suck, but I just they didn't give her any. They didn't give her anything.
1: We spent the most time with her. She's ostensibly the main character, but none of these characters we really know well enough to really care about what happens to them.
0: We spent two hours, like two hours of a two and a half hour movie or whatever it was, two forty five, with her going. Yeah, but why am I the leader? She picked you to be the leader. Oh, i not. But
1: maybe I should. Yeah, she be never really leader. justified it.
0: No, no, she didn't. No. Other than the only justification would be that Sama Hayek, who is ageless and perfect in every <laughs> way, she knew that Icarus was a shit. Yeah. So then she chose her. It's but that's and none of the others
1: could lead. That's not earning. Yeah, it's just by default. Yeah, it's definitely not Drug. He's a psychopath. It's definitely not Makari. Fastos doesn't care. He's too involved with machines. Sprite's a kid. Kingo's goes too busy being an egomaniac. Thena is going slowly insane. So you're left with Icarus and Cersei, and she knows Icarus isn't bad guy. I'm very so.
0: impressed that you just
1: reeled through them like that. Well, I have the screen on here with other okay. names. Still, yeah, it's just it was, ugh, it was, it was so disappointing. Marvel's fallible.
0: I thought at worst it was going to be like, oh, that was a little clunky, but it just it ugh.
1: I was shocked. This leads to the sort of the larger question we discussed this on our show about Shang Chi is where's marvel going from here (laughs) right now i have no idea
0: (laughs) i never saw an episode of it but this seems like the movie equivalent of the inhuman show
1: oh no that was way worse oh yeah way way worse i don't
0: know where they're going and i don't know what i don't know if they'll adjust or they'll keep going but i I don't know what the plan is i think at this point we should you know i said it before i think we should know the plan or not know but we should have some hint of what the plan is i don't know we need to see spider-man get together with is don Cheadle gonna be the guy now because I think he's the oldest Marvel Universe person. <laughs> Probably. Like he's this like the, the, the sixty-year-old
1: guy is going to be the next, <laughs> the next phase. Maybe this is the Hulk of you know the second phase, and I liked the Hulk. It has problems, mm-hmm. big problems, but it, I thought it was fun. It was not an awful movie. But it was immediately forgotten to the point people literally forget. Yeah, that there was a Hulk movie in Phase One, so maybe this is the Hulk movie. Yeah, but it was forgettable. It,
0: it was forgettable. It wasn't bad. Yeah. There's a this difference. And sometimes, you know what, I don't even, I don't know, it was boring. I think that's the thing, like Hulk wasn't boring. You're right, it was forgettable, but I've watched it since then. It's not terrible. It's got no. a great cast. It's got really interesting stuff in it. It's a fucking bummer. <laughs> that's the thing about that movie. And that's what, that's I think, what Mark Ruffalo brought to it is that even if he's playing a bummer role, he's got charm. So that right. goes a long way. I still want a Hulk movie with him. That's the one. That's yeah. my wish list
1: item. I know. It's unfortunate. They won't be able to do it. You know. He shows up at the in the uh, end of was it this movie? No, Shang Chi. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, it was the end of Shang Chi. Yeah, we didn't yeah. talk about that in our Shang Chi show, but it was Hulk and Captain Marvel.
0: Who are you excited about in this? You know, second. I don't know. Is this Phase Two or I don't? I don't, I don't know how they refer to it. You know, in, phase in this post endgame world. I'm excited, excited for them to to, to Spider Man. Spider Man is the easily the most exciting of the characters still around. Yeah, but this is supposed to be his final movie. Well, oh. in the deal they had, fix that. And if I'm Tom Holland, I don't want to play Spider Man for my entire twenties.
1: No, <laughs> not at all. The thing that I want is a roadmap. Oh, this is not Phase Phase Two. Was in the middle. This was pre Thanos. Yeah, this no, Phase Three. We kept calling it Phase Two before. I want them to tell me where this is going. No, phase three was still phase in the beginning. Is this phase four?
0: I don't need them to really map out everything and tell me, but I want to know that we are. That's what I want to out. Right, that's what I mean. I want them to be
1: like, okay, Thanos is coming. Or I want them to be like, okay, Doctor Doom is coming.
0: Between these movies that we don't know what to make of and the 56 TV series that we don't really know how they all fit together, it does not feel like it's a cohesive thing. And, and then when they bring them together, it's like, well, why is that coming together?
1: So what they've announced in this current phase is Black Widow is kicking it off. But it really shouldn't be, but it is. Then Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man, No Way Home, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse, Some Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther, Wakanda, Forever, which is having problems filming right now. And then the Marvels, and then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and then Ant-Man the Wasp, Quantumania. Was
0: Chadwick Boseman, he was supposed to continue through all of them, I'm assuming. That's a big blow. Yeah, it's a huge blow. That's not their fault, but...
1: Yeah, yeah no, it's a blow for, for all various reasons. And there's tons of TV shows. I just hope it doesn't become a chaotic mess.
0: I don't see how it That's can. my hope.
1: The fact of the matter is, how are they going to keep this going without Captain America, without Iron Man? Mm-hmm. With kind of Thor, but he clearly doesn't want to play Thor that much. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have Black Panther either. You've got Black Widow, a new Black Widow. You have Shang-Chi. You have Doctor Strange. You have Captain Marvel. Ant-Man still. It's a slightly less compelling group of characters. So I guess the real thing that you're looking forward to is when, oh God, when are they introducing the Fantastic Four and the X-Men? Well, who's the... And are we going to be 60 years old when that happens? Yes. Who's the, you know,
0: we're talking about the Grant Morrison, like, seven-character pantheon. Right. Who is left in Marvel that they hadn't done? And I don't count the Fantastic Four because they are not part of the sort of
1: The Avengers world? Yes. But
0: who's left? They did them all,
1: which was good. You know, I started to say Hawkeye. uh, Oh, Christ, don't even get me started. (laughs) Only because I was picturing the George Perez Avengers, and I was like, oh, Hawkeye. No, wait, no, he's in there.
0: And then part of the problem with the whole thing is that now there's too many things because they wanted to exploit the property as much as possible, which I cannot blame them for doing. But the focus is so spread out, you know, and them sort of doing so many things It's not going to have the same feeling.
1: Okay, so I opened up an image of the Avengers number one, which was Kirby Sick and George Perez, which I consider to be sort of classic Avengers, Mm -hmm. right? Before it became new Avengers and a whole different thing.
0: So we got Quasar, we got
1: Triathlon. On the main cover, you got Captain America, you got Thor, you got Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, Iron Man, Giant Man. Those characters have all been in the movies. You have Beast, you have Cersei, you have Sandman, and... Some other characters I don't even know who they are, and then the back cover you have Black Panther, Quicksilver, Vision, Hulk. They'll, they've all been in the movies, that leaves Black Knight, who's coming, Tigra, Star Fox, who's coming. Oh, Black Widow was also in the back cover, and Quasar. Quasar. Oh, there's Captain Marvel way character. in the background. Darkhawk. Oh, God, listen, not a perfect era, but a great one. Hercules. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. <laughs>
0: Like, we're not. I don't give a shit. But like, for the people who are in charge of having to do the thing, like, that is a heck of a challenge in front of them. I guess they they
1: seem like, we're we're like, fuck it, we're never going to recast these characters. Okay, but then you're going to, eventually you're going to start scraping the barrel.
0: They should have absolutely recast the characters.
1: I think they should have too. It doesn't mean you have to reboot the characters. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you have to restart them over with an origin story, but you can at least recast them.
0: I don't know how you have a Marvel Universe without Captain America. And I know that they have Sam Wilson or whatever, but. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. Nor was Bucky, you know, the, which is why it didn't work in the comic books either. when They did that,
1: right? Yeah. It's just tough, I and mean, they're going to have to introduce the Fantastic Four and X Men, only to bring in some characters that at least have some cultural resonance, and not Quasar.
0: I think then the thing is that you make that tree, that you, that side of things, the main trunk for a while. Yeah. You know, you do a cycle of films with that.
1: You've and really wrung out the Avengers side.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, that, that is the reality of actors and aging and not wanting, mm-hmm. you know, your, if you're an actor, you'd probably, it, there's a great reward to it, but you don't want to be Captain America for, you know, no. 10 years is a long time to even do that, and I get it, but.
1: That's stuff. why I think they should have clung tightly to not, you know, recasting, just been yeah. like, listen, the, the reality is these, for 10 years or so, we're going to have to recast these people.
0: and in, in comics, we're used to, artists change, all of a sudden everybody looks different, yeah. you know, like, that's not super unusual. James but, Bond. Yeah, exactly.
1: So. Eternals, a mess, but I enjoyed talking to you about it. I was so worried that I was going to come
0: here and be like, I, I hated it. And you're going to be like, it was great. And I was going to, oh, no. I, no, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. I hated it because of its blandness, if that makes okay. sense. Like, that, yeah. that gets me more than it, it was just so bland. And sure. like, there were lines that I was like, who wrote this? It, it was, it reminded me of the feeling that I had when I watched the Justice League movie.
1: It just was like, mm. it just sat there.
0: You know, and they, they never got off the ground. Right. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, let's do ratings on Eternals. Ratings out of five. Two. Yeah, I'm also going two. Two out of five. Two. All right. Well, that's the special edition show on Eternals. If you haven't heard it yet, you can listen to Josh and Paul Montgomery and I talk about Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings also on fanboy.com. You can also find Josh and I's weekly pick of the week show. We talk about the week's comics. We're usually much more excited about them than this show. <laughs> And, again, this end-of-the-year time, we have a tons of special shows coming out, a lot of shows, a lot of special shows, a lot of extra shows, talks explodes, all kinds of things happening. They're all at a fanboy.com, and we thank you for listening to all of them, or any of them, or one of them. You just listen to one, decide these guys suck. That's fine, too. Thanks for listening. I'm Connor.
0: I wish I'd gone to see James Bond instead. <laughs> it was a theater experience. That night, I was like, you know what? I want a theater experience. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're going to take a road trip, and within the first 10 miles, you hit like a traffic jam and just sit there.
1: All of your excitement's gone. Uh huh. Uh huh. Popcorn was good. <laughs>